You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Take Me Home, the show that helps a lonely animal have a second chance at a new life, a home, a family, someone to play with, and someone to love. Join host Susan Daffron as she talks to guests from animal shelters and rescues about some of their favorite adoptable pets. These pets might be diamonds in the rough that may have been overlooked, but still need a great loving home. We'll shine the light on these pets and share their personalities, quirks, and stories with you. The goal of Take Me Home is to promote happy adoptions. We'll showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Here's your host, Susan Daffron. Welcome to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Susan Daffron, the founder of the National Association of Pet Rescue Professionals. Thanks for listening. Today we have Don Helfrich from Doberman Rescue of New Mexico. He'll be talking to us about a dog named Allie who's available for adoption. We'll be right back with Don after these messages. Take Me Home will be right back with more great stories of lonely pets in search of loving homes right after these messages. Stay tuned. Be sure to tune in when Pet Life Radio goes live from Global Pet Expo, the world's largest annual pet products trade show. March 25th through the 27th, you can catch all the new products coming out for our pets before they even hit store shelves. From the latest in all-natural and eco-friendly products to the most elegant in pet pampering and high-tech innovations from companies all over the globe. It's at Global Pet Expo. Nearly 800 companies will be displaying new and exciting products to make time with our pets even better. Tune in March 25th through the 27th for everything Global Pet Expo. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. 
My pet experts will be coming to the party to answer your pet questions. And they'll also be sharing their favorite stories and messages with us. But I'll be asking them some tough questions. We'll get their opinions on the hot-button topics like the pit bull ban, pet food, vaccines, religion, politics, and animals, cat decline, and the latest news. Whatever's turning the animal world on its head, we'll be talking about at the animal party. This party's got bite. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Get ready to meet your future best friend. Take Me Home is back, and there's a pet waiting just for you. Welcome back to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. My name is Susan Daffrin, and today I'm talking with Don from Doberman Rescue of New Mexico. We're going to be talking about a dog named Allie who's available for adoption. So thanks for listening. So first off, Don, tell me a little bit about Doberman Rescue of New Mexico and what you all do there. Um, we've been incorporated for about seven years now, uh, having started about eight years ago. There's about there's four people currently on our board of directors and about another four or five people that help us with transportation and fostering. Uh, we cover pretty much all of the state of New Mexico except for some of the northern portion and also uh, West Texas, uh, which includes Amarillo and Lubbock and El Paso. Um, and we mainly take dogs from shelters primarily, but also owner surrenders. Uh, people who for some reason can't keep their dog will call us and we'll try to rehome for mm-hmm. them. And, uh, and then all the dogs are just are kept in foster homes, whether it's the board members. I usually have one. Uh, a couple of the other board members will have as many as two at a time. Um, and then the other foster homes as well. Great. Uh, we have a website that where we have an application process, and uh, we do home visits and everything. Great. So so you're able to do home visits throughout, I mean, New Mexico is pretty big. <laughs> it is. We, we have a pretty good network. Uh, one of our, our vice president, Bonnie Galarno, is um, the rescue coordinator for Animal Humane Association oh, here wow. in Albuquerque. And uh, she's been working with animals for years, so she has a huge network. We have placed dogs as far away as uh, New York and um, Utah, uh, Kansas, Nebraska. But we make sure that somebody that in the network can do a home visit, and of course we we you know spay and neuter and uh, bring dogs up to date on shots. We heartworm yeah. check them and um, microchip. Wow, that's fantastic! So tell me a little bit about our future guest today, Allie. Allie was picked up back in September along with her brother and sister. They were about six months old at the time. They were found up in the northeast heights of Albuquerque, which is a little bit more of an affluent neighborhood. All three of them, we think they came from a rural community. Uh, the shelter here believes that people with too many animals or can't get rid of puppies will just drop them in an affluent neighborhood thinking that they're <laughs> going to uh. be saved that way, which of course did work for these three. Yeah. But they were very much underweight. I think the Callie, Allie's sister, weighed about 26 pounds and they should have weighed closer to 40 at that age. So you could see, actually, if you look on Allie's page, uh, she was the one that was in the best shape, but you can see that her hip bones are sticking out. She's terribly underweight. Wow. Anyway, they were picked up and taken to Animal Humane Association, and as our vice president works there, she uh, immediately took them into our system instead of, uh, 
instead of going into Animal Humane, that shelter was full anyway. Mm-hmm. And they each went to separate foster homes, and the brother, um, Fritz, got adopted right away. And uh, Callie was adopted about a month ago into Arizona, in fact. And um, and we still have Allie uh, in a foster care here in Albuquerque. Wow. Well, that's uh, quite quite an amazing story for such a young dog. <laughs> yeah, and it's strange for us to have such young dogs for so long. Most people are looking for something as close to a puppy as they can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are, as you see on the web, Allie is an all-natural Doberman. She, her tail was not docked and her ears were not cropped. And uh, I'm sorry to say that most people looking for Dobermans want that look. Um, so they pass so, over all-natural dogs quite often. So there, people are actually looking for the cropped ears as opposed to the natural? I'd say at least half the people that look at our site, that's what they want. When huh. we get a dog that's in that has been cropped, especially if it's been done correctly and the ears stand, uh, you know, in that sort of mm-hmm. devilish way, uh, those dogs go right away. But the ones that have natural ears, it takes longer. That's interesting. I wouldn't have expected that because actually, just personally, I love the way they look with their natural ears. I just think they're gorgeous. I do too. I, I think that they they just have wonderful floppy ears and maybe I'm just, I mean, what can I tell you? All my dogs have floppy ears. I like them. What can I tell you? Yeah, and I, you know, I'm, we, I stand out a little bit, I think, uh, in that I, I really don't like talking and cropping either. Um, and I've caught a lot of flack from Doberman people for that. Uh, if I had my way, it would be illegal like it is in most European countries. Yeah, that's interesting. I I learned that not too long ago that uh, they actually don't do that at all in Europe. Right, right. I get a calendar every year that's from Germany, and all the Dobermans are, you know, tails and ears. Yeah. It's really nice. I know. I have to say, I, I, I do like that look, and uh, I, I can imagine that that's a, that's a big... Uh, political thing in the in the Doberman world. It, it is, actually. <laughs> it's a little controversial. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of misinformation out there about the reasons for doing it. It's really just aesthetic. There's no other reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I refer to it as aesthetic mutilation. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. I, I can't say I disagree with you, to be quite honest. I mean, yeah. but, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of declawing cats either. So. Right, right. What can I say? So, as far as Allie's personality, uh, what kind of dog personality does she have? She's a fairly typical Doberman. She's very loving and affectionate with people. Uh, a lot of people misunderstand this breed because of the way they're portrayed in film. They're really primarily a, a companion dog first, and they're kind of hardwired to be protective. But um, they need a lot of, they, they like and need a lot of uh, human interaction. So she's, I will say that one of the reasons she was the most weighted of the three puppies is that she was the most dominant, for sure. So she's been socialized, like it says on the uh, on the webpage, with three adults, and it's really kind of taken the sharpness off of her her little alpha uh, attitude. Mm-hmm. So she, she is still a little bit um, weary when she's meeting new dogs. She does a lot of alarm barking or, like, fence barking. Um, mm-hmm. But whenever she meets... She'll she'll kind of test the waters and and then uh, become very playful. Mm-hmm. So she's a little bit on the alpha side, or you know, a little sharp, as, as I like to say. But um, she's otherwise a real sweet girl and has gotten along great with the dogs that she's being fostered with. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot. That's interesting too that you say that there's really a uh, you know kind of a misperception of of the breed because really every Doberman 
I have met, I mean, they are really just, as far as loving people, I mean, a lot of them are just mellow, wonderful. They just like being around people. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I go to shelters so often and take them into areas where I can, you know, be with them for a little bit. And they usually sniff around because there's been so many dogs there. But within minutes, they come over and lean against me. Yeah, um, exactly. The leaning thing. The I remember that. Famous. I've had people in other languages pointing at a dog at, that, that didn't speak English, and the one word that comes out of their mouth is Velcro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's an international word, and sure enough, they want to stick to you like glue. Well, we'll be back with Dawn after these messages from our sponsors. Take Me Home, we'll be right back with more great stories of lonely pets in search of loving homes right after these messages. Stay tuned. This valuable information comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets add life. To learn more, visit petsadlife.org. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Get ready to meet your future best friend. Take Me Home is back, and there's a pet waiting just for you. We're back with Dawn from the Doberman Rescue of New Mexico. I'm your host, Susan Daffron, and today we're talking about a dog named Allie. So if you were able to describe the perfect home for Allie, what would it be like? A home that has at least another dog her size uh, and energy level. She is still a puppy, basically, so she's very playful. We like to find homes that are indoor homes, that they have a dog door or they're kept in primarily. Mm -hmm. Dobermans don't have an undercoat, so the sun in the summer can burn them and 
they're very, they're easily, you know, very cold in the winter time. Mm-hmm. So an active home that has another dog and uh, can understand that she has some puppy growth to go through and would we'll, we'll be able to puppy-proof a home. She's in a chewing phase that will go on for probably another year. So are Dobermans the type of dogs that have, I guess, for lack of a better term, a long puppyhood? Uh, I don't know, based, you know, in comparison to other breeds, but I would say, you know, from we get a lot of dogs between the ages of eight months and two years mm-hmm. because they're pretty much at their full size and not real cute anymore. And it seems like at about eight months, they really start getting that urge to chew. And Dobermans are famous for textiles. They love clothing. Oh, dear. I can tell you a lot of stories about entire wardrobes put <laughs> down and, and slightly torn everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, she'll probably have some puppy energy till she's two years old. That's true of most dogs, I think. I always think of eight months as, like, the equivalent of, like, a 14-year-old human, which is pretty much as obnoxious as they're going to get and then they sort of you know they become teenagers and they're still teenagers for a while until about two but there are some breeds where that sort of teenager phase lasts even longer so (laughs) i think like labradors i've heard that maybe till three or four yeah actually yeah and when i was growing up i had a golden retriever that was like that until about 13 so you just never know so as far as the type of person to be her caregiver it sounds like an active family it would be a good idea because i assume dobermans being fairly large require you know a decent amount of exercise right right just playing in the backyard i don't think is really enough unless you have a you know a quarter of an acre backyard or larger so yeah somebody that's pretty active that would take them for walks and socialize them with other animals uh, we say that uh, dogs should meet and greet 100 people and animals in the first year of their life we also for you know dobermans are kind of well known also as a, a sort of a strong breed so they not just anybody is um, going to be a great choice as an owner for one they sort of require a person that has some firm confidence. Uh, I think, like the dog whisperer calls it, calm, assertive. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's definitely true. That uh, some Dobermans, some that are a little more on the sharp side, if if the people are pushovers, the dog realizes it right away and takes over the house. So you know, somebody that's just fairly active and uh, understands the breed and uh, will have you know firm, good boundaries, but at the same time be very affectionate. Something like that. That's a really good point about, I think, you know, the other the other word you often see associated with is just people who are really willing to be a leader because particularly with a large dog like that, I mean, somebody is going to be the leader and it's, it's always a lot better if it's you instead of the dog because in the absence of leadership, mm, we're going to decide somebody's going to be the leader and uh, Dobermans are very large. <laughs> right, right. And they may decide that they're dominating other animals in the house, which can get out of hand also. Mm-hmm, exactly. So does Allie have any types of quirks or habits that a new owner should know about? It sounds like she knows how to use a doggy door and everything. So Yeah. Uh, no, other than, well, other than the fact that she is still learning confidence in meeting other dogs, I think that it's something that she'll grow out of. And uh, but, but she, as Bonnie says, who's fostering her, she still, you know, gets upset when she meets a new dog. I mean, not really upset, but she gets nervous and barks and may lunge. She doesn't grab a hold or do anything truly aggressive. It's a lot of show, but that's something she's still working through. Um, we don't know what life was like in those first months, and 
it obviously got pretty critical for them in that they're they were starting to starve. So I, I think she's in some ways still getting over that, and, and uh, as she grows into her adulthood, that's the one thing that would, an owner would need to keep a keep an eye on is that she uh, needs to continue to build that confidence that she's safe when she's meeting other dogs. That's true, and that comes from you know having you know the bond with the owner, knowing that the owner isn't going to take her into a into a threatening situation too, and that, like you say, that type of confidence comes over time. Right. And uh, so it shouldn't, and also, really, anyone with with a big dog like that should go to an obedience class and and make sure that they're well socialized. And right, right. That, that's going to be a big part of it. So she's probably she's like ten months old now. I think she's about ten months old now. Okay, the the yeah. web's page says nine, but hasn't been updated recently. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this is really the ideal time to be taking her to an obedience class and. You know, so when someone adopts her, then that should be definitely on the agenda, I would assume. Right. And, and her sister was in a fairly, when she was being fostered, it was in a less social situation. There was another dog in the house, but she wasn't going out any. So when she moved, there was a, she actually very quickly came up to speed and built a lot of confidence. But she was, uh, she was kind of the way we're describing Allie in terms of being really freaked out to meet new dogs and lunging yeah. and barking and trying to get away and uh it was just a matter of weeks before you know she started meeting a lot of dogs and having a different life and, and is really doing great now yeah. um and, I, and Allie is uh as i said bonnie is the uh, works at animal humane association so she takes her to work often where she meets a lot of dogs and people and that has really helped her a lot since she was the sharpest of the three when we first took them in yeah well, it sounds like she's had a great start in her foster care, and then the new owner can just sort of build on that. And it sounds like she'll, I, it sounds like she's really going to blossom into a really wonderful dog. Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay. She's a real sweetheart. Do you have any final thoughts here on, on her? Uh, not particularly. She is actually going to be moving to a different foster home in about two weeks over in Arizona. We have one foster home in Arizona, and we do place dogs there some and work with uh, one of the groups over there. But, no, she's uh, she's doing well, and, um, you know, we hope to get her a home soon. It's kind of odd to have such a young dog in foster care for so long. Yeah, this is this is a great opportunity for someone, so I hope they, they take advantage of the fact that there's a, you know, beautiful young dog there and out there in rescue, and uh, I'm sure she'll be a wonderful dog for somebody. Yeah, and, and it's a, I just want to say it's a myth about tails clearing coffee tables. A uh, myth? Yeah, people say they don't want a tail because it'll clear their coffee table. Uh, I have two Dobermans at home, both have their tails, and that's never happened. So. Oh, well, I mean... One of those things I scratch my head about. <laughs> I don't know, I have four dogs with tails, and none of them have done that, actually. Although, one of them's a Samoyed mix, so her tail doesn't really do that. But, uh, but the other ones, and one of them is a Golden Retriever, and they are notorious for that. So right, if, right. So if... Uh, if my dog Tika can't clear the coffee table, then yeah, it should be fine. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, at this point, we are out of time, and I'd like to thank our guests and our producers for making this show possible. For more information about Allie, you can visit the Doberman Rescue of New Mexico site, which is at www.dobermanrescuenm.org. And she's also, her picture is available on Pet Finder, and you can do a search for the Doberman Rescue of New Mexico and find her there too. And if you're involved 
In Rescue, check out all the great benefits you can receive as a member of the National Association of Pet Rescue Professionals at www.naprp.com. If you would like to feature your pets on Take Me Home, just click the contact link on the website to get in touch with me. If you have any questions or comments about this show, please email me at susand at petliferadio.com. So until next time, if you or anyone you know is considering getting a pet, please consider the adoption option and save a life. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take Me Home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.